Hey, welcome to another episode of Movers, Shakers, and History Makers. I'm your host, Clay Neely, and today I'm joined with Mr. Derek Teagle, who's going to talk a little bit about the upcoming prep football season around Coweta County. As you remember, Derek is also the founder of Empowered for Life, and he's hosting his annual golf tournament to benefit Children's Health Care of Atlanta here in just a few weeks. But today, despite the temperatures, it is football season, so we are going to run down what the upcoming season looks like for all six prep football teams in Coweta County. Good to have you back, Derek. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's great to be back and also great to talk about high school football. Yes, indeed. It's I mean, like we... heaven to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good at it. <laughs> All right, so we got six teams to talk about, so let's let's get cracking. We've got plenty to talk about this season, and there's lots of different storylines going around, too, for one county. We've got a myriad of different uh, stories, so I guess we could start with Central. I mean, what's the big story with them this year, you say? I think it's them just returning back to eight-man football. Uh, something that um, they was very competitive at. Um, and even though they had the last couple of years um, uh, playing in 11-man football, which they went, you know, had some solid records, uh, six and four, and last year was not too so good, but three and seven, I think that them going back to eight-man football is better for them. Uh, Numbers-wise, you know, um, one thing about them, they always had good talent. Uh, it just was, was lack of numbers. So, so yeah. I think that part of going back is a great decision by – administration uh, for all sports, you know, for all sports for them. Because, uh, like I said, just uh, the fact of that they wasn't lacking talent. It was just, uh, man, it's hard to play a football game with, you know, 15, 16, 17 players. Yeah. You know, so so I think it's a great decision by them uh, to go back down to eight-man. Like I said, they can be very competitive, probably be one of the favorites, you know, now since they're eight-man football. Because, um, like I said, it definitely was never for lack of talent. It was just always depth for them. Yeah. And they had good success as eight-man before, didn't they? Right, They right. seemed to do all right. Oh, so. yeah. They was, they was very. They had like a two- or three-year run where they were very dominant. One of, one of the best teams in the state. Well, actually one of the best in the nation in eight-man football. So, yeah. that's why I say them going back to that is, is like a benefit because, like, every year it seemed like they maybe lose the one or two players in the offseason. Yeah. That hurt them. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bigger school, a seven-day school, can lose you know, one or two players. And, you know, they just bring somebody else up. They lose one or two players. That's you know one fifth of their roster. Right. You know, so that's right. that's very hard for them. So, so this way it kind of upset that you know if you got seventeen to twenty players in eight man football, then you got the first and the second team. You know, you, you yeah. got seventeen players in eleven man football. You ain't got much depth. You know, no. so it's just it's just a difference. The numbers are off real, but like I said, but them having so much success over the years, and like I said for for like a two or three year run, one of the best teams in Georgia in eight man football. I think it's a smart move, like yeah. a smart move by the administration. I know the coach has got to breathe a little bit sigh of relief, knowing that he has a little bit more depth at this yeah, point. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, when one person goes out, that's that's huge yeah. for them. And we know now with how, <laughs> how life is with when we go to restaurants and everything, like it's a numbers game now. It is. That's right. <laughs> so when you got a little wiggle room, it's a great thing now. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, well, going back over to the other side of the county, Heritage looks like there's a new story with them too. They've had a couple of struggles over the last few years, but I think they uh, they've got a new angle going now that might bring them a little bit more success. Yeah, this team will be really good this year. Uh, they had, uh, they added some more coaches, uh, some really good coaches. Uh, uh, one coach uh, coached some had some coaching experience at Grayson. I uh, one at Pace Academy that he coached a couple offensive of linemen that played at Georgia. They're now in the NFL. Uh, they got Coach Neighbors, who's to me, is a recruiting guru who was uh, he was the running back coach last year. Down this year, he's a defensive coach, and he's he's a fireball. Like he is full of energy. Uh, they got a, a turnover chain that I saw uh, on display, and it like it weighed about fifty pounds uh, for the first game. And the excitement there is crazy. Uh, but the offensive coordinator got a lot of tools in the toolbox. 
uh, and they're young. Like they got a couple of freshmen that really good. They got a kid that transfer uh, from Central Crusaders, uh, Juice Bolden, mm-hmm. who is legit. Like he's one to watch. For he sure. remind me of Jerome Bettis. Like yeah. he is legit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they got a lot of tools in the toolbox this year. I think they're gonna have a, t- a team this year that can make a run. No, at the state championship this year. That's how, and they only got nine seniors. So yeah, they're a young team. Yeah. So uh, if you are a heritage opponent in the next two to three years, you got you're gonna have a handful because <laughs> that team is young and very good. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I mean, is basically the uh, style of play gonna remain the same for Heritage? Or are they gonna try anything different? Actually, they're doing a little bit more spread this year, okay. uh, offensively and defensively, and neighbors got them very aggressive. Like they are on it. Like yeah. it's one of them teams where. It remind me of um, in the mid to late, early 2000s, the Grange Grangers, where they played like an eight-man front and everybody just blitzing. Yeah. And neighbors uh, coached at Callaway, which you know, in, you know, in the same town as LaGrange, or same county as LaGrange. And that defense reminded me of that. And I saw them practice a couple times, and I watched their uh, their scrimmage. Um, man, they got eight men in that line of scrimmage, and they're coming. Yeah. You know, so definitely put a lot of pressure on your corners. Um, but they definitely have a couple good corners. One of the corners um, – uh, is committed to uh, I think Davidson right now, so mm-hmm. uh, so they definitely have the talent there. But I'm telling you, if you don't get Heritage this year in that classification, you're gonna have a handful. Yeah, they are very good and very young. Yeah. Well, what do you think are probably gonna be some of the biggest challenges for them this year? Uh, that quarterback uh, is special. Uh, I saw him for the first time in a middle school championship game, and I was blown away by this kid. Uh, this kid got a special arm, a special mindset, a very good basketball player as well. But once again, he's still a freshman, yeah. you know. So uh, and you can't overlook that part. Like I think uh, Central is starting uh, a freshman as well, Central Crusaders. Mm-hmm. So uh, just being a freshman quarterback, you're definitely gonna have some struggles. But I like the way the offensive coordinator was setting things up in practices. That I think he's gonna be okay. But to me, that's the I won't call it a weak link. It's just the fact that he's young. Yeah. He don't have experience. Yeah. Uh, but he, him, they got a freshman receiver. They got a freshman slot guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They the. Uh, the future is very bright at the Heritage School. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this year, what do you think uh, – what's the schedule look like for them? Uh, they have a solid schedule. Uh, uh, they start out with St. Mary's, a team they should beat. Uh, I talked to Coach Neighbors, uh, uh, and I told him that I thought they will win. And he said, well, it should be a blowout. Like, wow, so you're very confident. He said, yes, very confident. Uh, and St. Mary's is a team that uh, – it was a combination of St. Mary's and Our Lady, Our Lady of Mercy. They're mm-hmm. combined their schools. Um, so um, – I think that game would give us an idea, but um, they got they got some kid they got some teams they played in the previous schedule when they were in GSSA that in the same region with them like Brookstone and stuff like that. Um, but I do feel strongly that this Heritage team will win anywhere from six to eight ball games, yeah. and definitely will get a round or two in the playoffs. Like I can, I won't be surprised that it went deep in the playoffs, yeah. but definitely I'll make the playoffs this year for sure. Who was going to be the biggest rivalry game this year for them? You think? Uh, Brookstone. Brookstone. Yeah, because they come over from uh, from the same class and all that stuff. So I think okay. Brookstone. And Brookstone will be good this year too. Yeah. And you had mentioned Juice. Anyone else to watch for on this team this year? Oh boy, uh, Juice for sure. They got a linebacker transfer. Uh, they also play running back Cartwright, uh, uh, who's very good. He's a junior, uh, and they got two brothers, uh, Davies or something like that. They're really really good. And they both are like sophomores. And they got a defensive end transfer from Greenville High School. That's uh, named Lakes. That's really good. So yeah, they uh, they they are good. <laughs> they gonna be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, uh, oh, oh I forgot yeah, about yeah. somebody. Uh, the kicker Miko, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was uh, who was a dynamic kicker. He actually beat me in the kicking challenge. Uh, actually embarrassed me uh, in the kicking challenge, which is uh, which is should be trending somewhere. Um, but uh, in the spring, uh, not the spring, in the scrimmage, two interceptions for touchdowns. 
Um, yeah, so uh, definitely show something on that. But he's going to play a little slot receiver this year, uh, a little safety this year, and also, like I said, he might be the best kicker in Georgia. Wow. That's, yeah. that's saying something. So what's the best case scenario for Heritage this year? What do you think? 8-2 uh, regular season, um, semifinals, playoffs. Okay. Uh, moving on to the other private school, we've got Trinity. Now, I know they're seeing a new schedule, too, and everything. What's uh, what's the big story within this year, you think? Schedule. Yeah. Um, I went into details about Trinity's schedule. Now, I, I knew it was hard. Yeah. But I went into details about Trinity's schedule. Nine out of the ten teams they planned made the playoffs last year. All right. So, that's the first thing that yeah. popped you. The second thing is to take you take North Clayton out of the equation. Their opponent's records from last year is 82-21. and 21. Four region champions. Golly. Three teams won over 12 games last year on their schedule. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, Woodward Academy, their first game of the year, um, I talked to a college coach uh, who has recruited a couple of kids from Woodward Academy, and I asked him how many kids on Woodward defense mm-hmm. um, they feel like are college prospects. He said they have seven Division One. What? On seven? Defense. On defense. Uh, they have a three-star quarterback. Uh, they have a center. They got 17 Division One offers. Uh, they have a wide receiver. They got twenty-four division one offers. But I'm just, I just say the defense. He said seven, and that's their opening game. Yes. Is that where's that? Is that Trinity? Is that Trinity? Yes, yes. So, uh, but surprisingly, uh, when you see Trinity play, mm-hmm. uh, when you see Trinity practice, uh, it is different. Um, so even with all those stats that I'm saying, and even with that schedule they have, which uh, Matt's Pratt have a top twenty. Um, Eight out of the, the nine opponents, eight out of their ten opponents are ranked in the top 15 of a classification. Yeah. That's crazy. The only two that's not is North Clayton and Mary Person. And Mary Person won six football games last year and lost to Noonan by seven. Yeah. And Mary Person, the running back, is committed to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's not, like, a cupcake on the schedule but North Clayton. <laughs> uh, but even that being said, just because the culture is so right at, at Trinity, I won't be surprised that they win seven, eight ball games. Yeah, and that is crazy going from a class A and losing, man. It's like you lost a dream team. Yeah, it's like the 1992 dream team. You lost the 1992 dream team, and you, then you play with a 2000 dream team, which is still is a dream team. But man, yeah, that schedule is is crazy. If they were playing in a region that was not so hard, I can see them going undefeated and probably getting the second, third round of the playoffs. Yeah, just because the region is so hard, it's a it's a crapshoot when they make the playoffs because you're in there with Stars Mills, Whitewater, yeah. Lagrange. Troop County, that's in your schedule. Yeah. Like that's just four of the teams in your region. Yeah. So that is that is tough. And with them to add Woodward Academy, uh, which was number one in the state last year in six yeah. A, uh, they added uh, Fellowship Christian. Fellowship Christian went twelve and two last year. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't schedule no cupcakes. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I know that Coach Dallas does the schedule, but man, yeah. that's a tough schedule uh, for sure. But that team is different. Uh, Trinity defensively got. Four guys. Uh, and when I mean by four guys, of course, they got 11 players on the team. Uh, their defensive tackle, Cameron Matthews, is undersized as far as height. He's probably about 5'11", 6 foot. Uh, nobody can block him in three years. Uh, he can't be blocked. Uh, a defensive end, Ethan McDowell, is about 6'3", 225, around sub 4'5", 40. Yeah. Uh, been timed at 4'4", 3 in the 40. Wow. Uh, they got a linebacker, uh, Ryan Earl, 6'3", 225, 4'4", 4 speed. At linebacker, at 225. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And their best probably overall player in the team, Aaron Gates, is committed to Florida. You know, so they, yeah. they're not lacking talent either. No, uh, no, certainly not. But, but uh, you just, it's just crazy just the schedule they have. Like, to me, that's the 
that's the the true test of them uh, this year, just that schedule. It's by far, I believe, the hardest schedule in the state of Georgia. I would imagine so. It's certainly up there. Um, so is there going to be any sort of uh, adjustments in terms of coaching or gameplay with the new schedules and all that, or is he just going to kind of keep on if it ain't broke? I'm telling you this right here. Um, of all the games, uh, all the teams I saw last year, probably the last two years, the coach that made the best adjustment, I think, is Kenny Dallas and that staff. Yeah. Like, they are, especially defensively, uh, if you got a weakness against Trinity, you're going to get exposed. Like, they're going to expose your weakness. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take your best players away. You know, uh, so that's one thing I love about them. That's why I feel like the first game of the year versus this Woodward team that got all these three players, uh, I won't be surprised if Trinity win. Yeah. Because that's how, that's how great coach they are. Like, they are really well coached. Uh, so, I, do I think they're going to change something? Yes. Uh, per quarter, yeah. like that's how. Like yeah. he's, he's not one of the coaches that like. Well, we just see how it works. Like he changes per quarter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so um, I think per game because some teams they plan this year like a Stars Mill in the Whitewater Run the Wing Tee. Mm-hmm. Uh, some teams like Troop County go a spread. You know. So whatever the the team is rolling, he can make adjustments. But um, there's about four games in that schedule that man, I can't wait to see like that Woodward yeah. game, <laughs> that Troop County game, yeah. that Whitewater game. I mean, yeah, it's that's a tough schedule. That's tough. But they're gonna be successful. Uh, I feel they'll make the playoffs. And you know what? anything about playing defense, and they still have one of the best defense in Georgia. Anytime you play defense, defense travels. Yeah. So they'll have a chance to make a run again this year as well. So best case scenario for Trinity, what do you think this year? Ooh, boy, great question. Uh, I can see them going to the second, third round of playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty pretty respectable. Yeah. Especially going from single A to 4A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. huge. Uh, who's the biggest rivalry game this year, you say? Uh, social media wise is Whitewater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have quite a few Trinity kids, and they say Whitewater definitely popping out the mouth. So uh, so social media wise, uh, I would say Whitewater. Uh, the to me the best game is going to be the Troop County game. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I say that, I ain't saying the Troop is better than Woodward or anybody else. Is that Woodward Troop County defensively look like Trinity? Uh, when I say that Cameron Matthews is a guy for Trinity. True County have a big guy at the middle just like him. Yeah. And I say Ethan McDowell is the guy for Trinity at defense end. True County got a 2024 at defense end that's one of the best in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that at linebacker, Ryan Earl is that guy at Trinity. True County got one just like him. Oh, wow. Um, and I say that Aaron Gates is the guy at corner. Yeah. True County got one just like him. You know, so it's like a mirror image. So it's that's like the playing one. yourself <laughs> the same team <laughs> right, like on, right. on Madden. Yeah. So, so looking forward to that game for sure. Uh, but uh, – Social media wise, for sure, Whitewater is the, is, the, is that team. <laughs> now, you probably mentioned a few already, but who are some that we should be watching for out there? Uh, so we mentioned the defensive players. I also mentioned Sean Bratson, uh, who's uh, committed uh, right now as well. I think he committed to Davidson as well. Uh, Sean has uh, been a starter three years at linebacker. He playing safety this year, but also he playing the running back in uh, in the scrimmage versus Jonesboro. He caught a touchdown pass from receiver. So maybe like a jack of all trades type guy. Um, also. Um, they have a, a defensive end um, in, a, in a punter, a punter named Taylor, a defensive end that's that's going to be opposite of Ethan McDowell is really good. And they have a freshman that's uh, uh, named Bakari, um, I think last name Miles, probably like 5'8", 200 pounds, won't even start this year. But you're going to notice him on the field. Yeah. Like he is, he's a Jesse Tuckle in the making. <laughs> uh, uh, he's a hammer. Like yeah. I've been at some of their practices and like, man, who is that? And that's, that's Bakari. Like, he don't take no days off at practice or nothing. So, yeah. I'm not sure he will start, but that's, that's a name to know for sure. Very cool. 
Well, speaking of defense, let's go to Noonan. Uh, what, what we got? What's the big story with them this year? You, just, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk from everybody, from the players to the coaches. Uh, it's the the, the coach from uh, McIntosh, uh, Ben Knapp, I think his last name. Uh, it came over in defense being aggressive. Uh, so they, they talk about a lot how great the defense going to be. Uh, they had some good showings in their padded count. I know they had a padded count versus a Whitewater. Uh, I think Lithia Springs, and they did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're talking about that defense. Um, they have uh, Reed, which is someone didn't play a lot last year. He was backing up Trip Slayton, that I think be the breakout performer. He about six two, uh, two fifteen, sideline to sideline type player. Uh, they moved Sean Johnson from linebacker to safety, um, and Sean Johnson one of their leading tacklers last year. And Ashley Heflin, as I talked about earlier about the kids from Trinity as being that guy, Ashley Heflin on defense, I'll be scared to death if I have to play doing it, and Ashley Heflin is going to tackle me. Like, he brings he – bring, he was probably weigh about 220. He brings all 220 to the table. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to get hit by Ashley at all. Um, so, defensively, they're talking really good about that. Uh, offensively, um, uh, Justin Reed, which is the old – well, the older brother of, of uh, Caleb Reed, Justin about 6'6", six, six, uh, 225, he committed to Georgia Tech as a mismatch. That's what he is. Uh, the more they use Justin, if I'm putting up doors for like an Andre Carter, uh, uh, a Peyton who caught a touchdown in the scrimmage, uh, I'm putting up doors for a lot of stuff. And also I'm putting up doors for that running game uh, with James Page. Um, James will be a senior this year. Um, James have a couple offers. Um, a Warner University offered him. Air Force offered him. A uh, very dynamic quarterback. They're looking really good in practice. I watched them uh, a couple times last week. Look very good in practices. Um, they're going to run a little more up-tempo. I saw that mm-hmm. this year as well. So it's something that I think we'll be looking forward to as well. Because Coach uh, Walker usually don't do a lot of up-tempo. But I've, yeah. seen, I've been seeing a lot of that at practice. You know, So uh, definitely looking forward to Noonan. Been a little faster offensively. Okay. Um, but the talk of that of that side of the town is that defense going to be really good this year. We're going to find out. Yeah. Because um, I'm telling you, when I talked to Carson Bailey, a former East Kaida Indian, uh, went to Auburn, uh, played in the NFL. He's the offensive coordinator at Sandy Creek. He told me this is the most talent Sandy Creek ever had on offense. And let me say that once again. The most talented Sandy Creek ever had on offense. That's saying a lot. Yeah, uh, it is. So we will know game one um, how good the defense <laughs> is because if anybody from Sandy Creek ever say that this is the most talent we ever had on offense and yeah. they won about four out of five championships in the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. that's in a lot. So speaking on that, what do you think are going to be the biggest challenges for Noonan this year? Uh, very similar similar to Trinity, that schedule. Yeah. Uh, Noonan went down a class, and I shared it with Coach Walker and uh, and Coach Gatz, uh, which is the basketball coach at Noonan. We went down to class, but our region might have got tougher. Yeah. And that is crazy to mention even in basketball, but also in football. Langston Hughes uh, was a air support away from winning the state championship in 6A. They returned 19 starters. Holy moly. Um, Matt Sprout ranked them as the number one talented team in the nation. Really? In the nation. Holy uh, that's not good, but that's in your region. <laughs> uh, it's a challenge. Uh, yeah. South Paulding uh, is very good this year. South Paulding. Uh, have a dynamic duo, uh, a quarterback, a running back, and receiver that all very talented. All been offered by twenty types many schools. Offensive lineman that is rated number one offensive guard in Georgia. Yeah, um, they're loaded. Uh, Alexander going to be very good this year. Uh, Douglas Cannon won nine games this year, and we still mentioned we had mentioned three other teams. So yeah, you're in the 18 region and and it's top heavy. Yeah, uh, very top heavy. So do I think Nuno make the playoffs? Yes, I do. Okay, um, but. Um, 
they just like uh, Trinity. They don't have no cupcakes on their schedule. No, like, that schedule is hard. And starting off with Sandy Creek, boy, that's a that's a tough one to start off with. Right then, the then following that, you got your rival East Kaida. Yeah, you know, so those first two games gonna gonna yeah you know, we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot by by doing the high school in Trinity the first two games of the year. God, <laughs> you're right. Well, uh, rivalry aside with the EC, what's the other big game for Noonan this year, you think? I think um, just because of the unknown, it's, it's Sandy Creek. The first two. Uh, right. <laughs> and the uh, reason why I say that because you always with Sandy Creek, you got that Colt Walker went from Sandy Creek to Noonan factor. A lot of the assistant coaches went from yeah. uh, Sandy Creek to Noonan, so they're so they very familiar with each other. Um, but the other part is that Sandy Creek, by being so talented offensively, and Noonan and sharing the part that they're going to be very talented defensively, we're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to find out a lot in, game, in week one of the football season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to learn a lot for sure. Right. Uh, what's best case scenario for Noonan this year, you think? 7-3 uh, and three regular season. Um, uh, second, maybe third round of playoffs. Wow. And who should be watching for this year, you think? Uh, Player-wise, uh, I think Andre Carter will have a phenomenal year. Uh, he's a cornerback that plays receiver. I think Walker is going to find a way to get the ball in his hands a lot. Andre sits one, 195 pounds, uh, one of the fastest kids on the team. They're going to have a breakout year. Uh, so I like him and also someone I mentioned earlier, um, Caleb Reed. Uh, Noonan High School also have a freshman um, that's just, just – he's just different. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Colton is different. But the crazy thing about that, they have about four or five freshmen that's going to be special as well. That freshman class at Noonan uh, reminds me of that freshman class at Heritage that – you don't want to see Noonan in three years. Like, that freshman class is loaded. I got you. And Rodney Colton is a dude already. <laughs> uh, literally about six to 200 pounds. They can run like a deer yeah. already. That's good to see. Well, let's head up to the northern part of the county. Let's talk about Northgate. What's North- the bits of story of them this year? To me, Northgate, defense and kicking game. Uh, and once again, defense always travels. And when you can win the kicking game, that's a game that, uh, as a part of the football that people overlook so much, it's a kicking game. Northgate can be very good there. Yeah. Uh, so anytime you have a good uh, special teams, anytime you play defense, you're gonna be in a lot of ball games. Uh, this year, I think Northgate will return to the playoffs. Okay. Um, defensively, they have shown even in their scrimmage um, when they shut down a really good Fayette County team. Fayette County uh, went six and five in last year and returns a lot of starters. They cannot move the ball on Northgate. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Northgate defensively gonna be really good, and that's been they've been really solid with that over the last three four years. Sure. But also last year with Northgate, if anybody followed their season, Griffin was a preseason top ten team, and Northgate lost them by one point in overtime That's last right. year at the end yeah, of the year. So, awesome. so they uh they was definitely trending yeah. the right direction. Uh, and of course, if you play defense and you kick the ball and win that part of the game, yep. uh, you're gonna be in ball games. So yeah. I can see Northgate uh winning five six games regular season, getting in the playoffs, and once again week one gonna tell us a lot. Yeah. Whitewater, uh. Is really good this year. Whitewater would be a top ten team uh, preseason. Uh, Whitewater defense is one of the best in the state of Georgia. Uh, so it should be a low scoring game, the first game of the year. Um, but that game will tell us a lot. So yeah. that first week, we will know a lot about our local teams because Whitewater going to challenge Northgate, but also I believe Northgate going to challenge Whitewater as well. Yeah, for sure. And if that's a close game, or even if Northgate pull out a victory, uh, I feel one hundred percent certain they'll make the playoffs. But even if they don't. I feel like Northgate was trending the right direction. And this year, if you're a Viking fan, you will see Northgate in the playoffs. Well, speaking of playoffs, what does their schedule look like this year? It's tough. Yeah, uh, It's tough as well. Yeah. Um, 
our, our, our local schedule makers, which is the head coaches, uh, did not do their teams no favor. Because uh, that schedule is tough as well. Uh, okay. And like I said, to me, not to be repeating myself, that first game is the it's going to be the one that's going to tell us a lot. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, playing against a team uh, that went 12-2 uh, and two last year. Uh, Whitewater went to the semifinals of the state last year. Uh, Whitewater running that wing tee profession. Uh, but also Whitewater defensively um, have a safety that's one of the best of America. Have a linebacker that committed to Miami and got a defensive tackle that committed to Arkansas. Uh, so all three levels of defense, they're they have a guy. Once again, a guy. So uh, they were definitely with testing off Northgate offense. Northgate offense last year towards the end of the year start coming around. You know, so that's a bit test on that end. But also Northgate defense going to test Whitewater. So that's what I'm saying. That first game of the year um, at Stars Mill High School will be a lot of storylines come after that first game. Yeah. But I do feel good about Northgate this year. I feel good. I feel better about Northgate this year than I've felt in probably about four or five years. Okay. Well, that's saying something. I mean, so what do you think – you know, the defense sounds like that's kind of come around. What do you think is going to be Northgate's biggest challenge this year, schedule withstanding? Uh, which quarterback going to lead? Uh, okay. Last year they, they, they rotated quarterbacks, um, and, and I'm okay with a two-quarterback system if it works. Um, but eventually you want somebody to lead. And what I mean by lead, well, just lead your team. You know, so uh, – uh, if they have, if they do have solid play at quarterback, and how, how great that defense is going to be, and how good that kicking game is. Like I said, I feel very confident they win six ball games and get in the playoffs. What's going to be their biggest rivalry game this year? Um, Whitewater. Whitewater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everything's uh, in the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, if, just because it's it's local, it's yeah. close by. Uh, came from the same region. Yeah. Um, but also just part of we're gonna find out a lot about each other. Yeah. What's best case scenario for White? I mean, for uh, Northgate this year. Uh, six and, six, I, I feel I really feel the best case scenario gonna be that scenario. Uh, six and four in regular season, uh, probably get out first round of playoffs. That's still respect. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Who to watch for this year on Northgate? Uh, to me, we're all the way with Northgate is it's like a they they play offense and defense only like by committee, and to me, Northgate, uh, the strength of their team gonna be that back seven, and they got a lot of depth in that back seven uh, starters reserves so to me and it don't want to be like cliche with it it's just that pretty much that whole back seven uh gonna be really good this year for Northgate so uh at the front part or the defense the defensive end defensive tackles can can do their part I feel even more stronger they're gonna have a really good defense because that back seven really good all right cool well moving over to uh, their neighbor to the east east Coweta uh, what's the big story with them this year? You think? Oh boy, that's a lot of stories lines yeah, with East Coyote. No uh, let's let's go with this, uh, the new region. Okay. Because um, you adding heavyweights. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, last year Pepperbrook showed everybody that they can play football. Uh, Pepperbrook being a pretty much a we don't really take football serious type uh, type team for a long time. Uh, now they do take football serious. New coaching staff. Uh, they got it to Pepperbrook last year. We saw the difference. But Pepperbrook is loaded with playmakers. Um, two of the receivers are committed to Division One schools. One committed to uh, Arkansas. The other receiver, C.J. Adams, which is a dynamic basketball player, is committed to South Carolina. Um, so they, they, they loaded there. Uh, they got a slot receiver that had been offered by Georgia, Florida State. He's like a 10th grader. Um, his first game as a running back, he rushed for 276 yards versus East Kaida. First game last year uh, versus Noonan. Last year, he returned two kickoff returns for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal speed. Like, the fastest kid I saw last year in person with this kid from, from Pepperbrook. So, that's that's, that's, that's just Pepperbrook. Yeah. Now, when you add the heavyweights, 
uh, Carrollton and that program over. And you know how Carrollton do it. Um, they are loaded, always loaded. Yeah. Um, uh, they probably not big fans of the whole new realignment with how they uh, went from 1,100 kids to about 5,000 kids in their school based out of GSSA. Um, but Carrollton loaded. Uh, they're going to be loaded always. And Westlake lost a lot of guys last year, but Westlake still loaded. Uh, Westlake have uh, Avion Terrell, which is uh, A.J. Terrell, younger brother, committed to Clemson right now. Uh, we're going say right now because he's probably get you know, to where it might end up going, just the fact that he's, he's that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was told that he's going to play offense this year as well. Uh, he'll do a lot of stuff that A.J. did as a senior, play offensive defense. Um, they running back last year, ran for 1,500 yards. He's back. Their quarterback is a three-star quarterback, committed to Toledo, like 6'3", 220. Uh, Johnson, who's really good. So they they have all that other stuff in a way. Yeah. And they're coming to the region. Um, adding that and Carrollton to the region, all the way with, you already got Pepperbrook. It's hard. Yeah. Um, their schedule includes them, includes Noonan, includes Stars Mill, which is very good. Also include Lowndes High School. So that schedule is hard as well. That's why I said the schedule makers for the local coaches, uh, which are the local coaches, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely uh, is not playing around with their schedule. Yeah. So uh, we'll know a lot, once again, about East Kaida. Very soon. Um, East Kaida off of the line is led by Aaron Finnamore, who to me is the – he the most dominant offensive lineman that I've seen in Coyote County in probably the last 10 years. Um, I'd say something. Yes, yes. And, and then I would say that every day of the week. Yeah. Um, he is really that good. Uh, I'm sure defense alignments are happy that he'll be graduating in December this year. Uh, he is really that good. Yeah. Uh, but they are they're very big on that on the, on the offensive line. Uh, the quarterback play they are starting a young guy. Um, that's that's dynamic. Um, he transferred from Westlake, so he was a backup quarterback at Westlake. Uh, he's dynamic. Um, uh, Langford. Um, but they also have a lot of other guys on the outside that, that have been getting playing time. Some have started Tillman. Uh, Brady Tillman is one of them. Uh, have some running backs that are really good. Uh, so he's kind of going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, as always, Coach Smalls do a great job uh, of getting kids prepared. Uh, I've heard uh, from several people that uh, they're very basic in their two scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want nobody to see what they have. Oh, uh, I see. Which, which, smart. Which, smart. Which, I, which I don't blame them at yeah, all. Yeah. They're very basic. Uh, but also defensively, uh, some names to watch. Uh, DeLeon Freeman, which is a dynamic corner. Uh, Caleb Harris, another dynamic corner, uh, very athletic. Um, they have uh, the, the Carnegie brothers, which are very good. Uh, defensive end, outside linebacker. Uh, safety, Makai Sullivan started three years for them. So uh, they're going to be very good defensively. But East Kaida, always good defensively. Yeah. Um, and like I said, when Colt Smalls and them calling dynamic plays offensively, East Kaida going to be very good this year. Um, a lot of people not talking about them, which I don't know why. Because uh, of the track record, they've been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, East Kaida going to make the playoffs again this year. I guarantee that. And also, they're going to make a run in the playoffs this year. Like they are, they're 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 very good. They're going to be very good. Okay. Uh, what again? Aside from Newton, would Carrollton be the biggest rivalry game for them this year? Or who who do you think that would talk be? Talk about East Kaida. Yeah. Oh, I would say Westlake. Westlake. Uh, and don't tell you the reason why. Uh, you bring in a local coach back back into town. Uh, Rico Zachary, graduate from Newton. Uh, he coached at Georgia Southern, uh, Central Carrollton, Kennesaw State. He's back at uh, back at East Coyote. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's back in Coyote County coaching against uh, – he's back in, in our region coaching versus East Coyote. But also, uh, Westlake backup quarterback is now the quarterback at East, East Coyote. Uh, that's a storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part is the fact of that uh, Westlake was in our region for 
for a long time. Uh, and there's always been a rival, uh, football and basketball-wise. So I think they're going to be the biggest one. As I said earlier with uh, the social media talk, they'll definitely be the most social media talk between uh, Westlake and East Coyota. Yeah, that's something you got to watch for these days. Right, 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 right. That social media rival. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, that's that's some of the biggest ones. I mean, obviously the schedules are, is the biggest I, I challenge for pretty much all these teams yes, this year. Yes, yes. So, I mean, it, it really comes down to a matter of – who are you going to watch in the first few weeks? Because, I mean, every single game is going to be right. a barn burner. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing that Trinity-Woodward game. Uh, it's a Friday night game. Yeah. And the good thing about that, all the other local teams, well, Heritage is playing Friday night as well, are playing on that Saturday. You yeah. know, so it'd be good to watch that that first game. Um, but I'm telling you, that first weekend, Stars Mills High School with Stars Mills versus East Kaida. Like I said, Stars Mill ranked in the top 20 of Matt's prep. East Kyder ranked in the top 20. Yeah. Uh, Noonan versus uh, Sandy Creek. Sandy Creek ranked in the top five. Noonan in the top 20. Uh, uh, you got Whitewater and Northgate, which is going to be a defensive battle. Man, that first, that first weekend going to be – and don't get paid. Uh, it's free for me. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, those are four games that you will pay some good money to see. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be the sideline watching all of it. Yeah. So what does the rest of the season look like? I mean, if you get all your hard stuff done out of the way, I guess the rest of the season, are you just kind of just seeing what what you do with whatever you got? Man, I think just because the schedule is so hard that when I look at East Kaida, Noonan, Northgate, uh, let's go with East Kaida, Noonan, Trinity, Northgate. Because uh, with Heritage schedule, by doing going to different class in, in Central, you really don't know, right? But let's go with those four. I probably seen like three cupcakes all together with four teams. Yeah, like it's not cupcakes on either one of their schedules. So every week gonna be a dog fight for all of those schools. Um, like really, like I saw like maybe one on Noonan's schedule. Yeah, uh, I only saw one for sure on Trinity's schedule. Uh, and, and their cupcake is versus North Clayton, which you know always gonna have athletes. You know, so and you know how that is when you get in a game versus athletes, you don't tell them what might happen. You might beat them sixty to nothing, or you might be you might be a 35-34 game. You know, yeah. so yeah. that the part is crazy about that. Is that man? It's gonna be a lot of good football, and if you're fans of all of those teams, man, take your blood pressure pills. Yeah, no Cause, doubt. Cause it's gonna be uh, a lot of excitement. <laughs> so, which team from Coweta do you think this year goes the furthest? Ooh, oh boy, that is a great question. Uh, Trinity or Heritage? Okay. Uh, that's interesting with Heritage. Yeah, I guess it'll be a whole new yeah, yeah, day yeah. for them. I feel good about Heritage. That's good. Uh, I feel really good about Heritage. Uh, they, they got all, Juice Bowden is different. Let me say that. <laughs> That's let, true. Let me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just go and say that. <laughs> Juice is different. Juice is healthy. Uh, not many people going to want to tackle that for four quarters. Okay. Uh, but also I believe that the offensive coordinator will get others involved enough that once you feel like you got Juice all day long, you got the other people to deal with. Yeah. Uh, but then with Heritage, by having – Maybe the best kicker in Georgia. That's, that's, that's huge that's in, in, in high school yes, ball. Yes, I yes. mean, it really does make a huge difference. He's legitimate 50 55 yards. Legitimate. Good. I've seen him on two eyes. Legitimate <laughs> 50 to 55. So now you're adding that uh, close defensive game that we only got to get the ball to a 35. Yeah. And we finna score some points. Yeah. You know, that's a game changer. So, um, so I think Trinity and Heritage, but if you told me at the end of the year that Noonan and and uh, East Coyote went the farthest. I won't be surprised either. Like I think all of them have ability to get the second to the third round of the playoffs. Very cool. Well, uh, before I let you go, let's talk a little bit about your upcoming golf tournament too, because that's only in a few weeks. Yes, uh, our fifth annual 
uh, Empowered for Life Children Hair Cavalanta Golf Tournament. Uh, this year, we are we are collaborating once again to help Nuna High School basketball program out. Um, it's just a need there. Let me say that part. Um, so we definitely going to split proceeds with Children Hair Cavalanta uh, in, in honor of my son Cameron, a, a cancer survivor, a childhood cancer survivor. Uh, so we always going to do that, but also make sure we plant a seed into Nuna High School basketball program. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, our our date is Friday, September the ninth. Uh, is our is our date for that. Uh, shotgun start at nine o'clock. Registration start at eight. Uh, definitely looking for more sponsors. Uh, definitely looking for more golfers. Uh, right now we about halfway full on the golfers, so we're definitely looking for more golfers. I did get a message today, which was a good message. Uh, before I before I got here, that a former Atlanta Falcon pro bowler has asked to play in the golf tournament. Like you see me a private message on Twitter today, nice. which was was definitely was a welcome surprise. But um, definitely looking forward to it. Like I said, it's, it's our opportunity to to help raise funds for Empowered for Life. Uh, and then what it does, we take the proceeds for that and do something what we did yesterday where we take kids on educational and college tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday we visited Tuskegee Airman Museum, uh, took a total of 27 uh, kids, parents to Tuskegee. Uh, this summer we have went to the Legacy Museum, George Sports Hall of Fame, uh, Rosa Parks Museum, Harriet Tubman Museum, Otis Reddy Museum. Like we went to a lot of wow. places. Uh, and we're just taking the kids, yeah. get, them, get them outside, uh, get them some knowledge, but also uh, we use to feed the kids even when they volunteer. Uh, we have done nine volunteer assignments uh, so far this year. So just a way that we can keep our kids active. So even if you're not a golfer and say, man, I just want to help a local nonprofit organization. Uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So it's a way that you can use it for tax purposes, uh, but also it's a way that you can bless kids with meals, make sure they're being fed on our tours. Um, and the last part about it, if you want to be a part of it, you can volunteer. Uh, we're looking for more volunteers for the golf tournament. Um, you can sponsor. We still have whole sponsorships starting at 150 up to our, our biggest sponsorship level at 5000 We're looking for sponsors still. And if you want to register a team for the golf tournament, uh, it's $400 for, for, for teams. Uh, this year, golf tournament still features our million-dollar shot. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we are adding a, another barbecue company this year to be – on site to, to to cook food for the golfers for the golf tournament. We also have bakery goods again this year, mm-hmm. so we make sure our golfers are taken care of. Um, but the most important thing that we're gonna raise funds for Empower for Life, uh, the new high school basketball program, as well as Children Hair Cavalanta, in honor of our son Cameron. Uh, over the last four years, uh, we've given back twenty four thousand three hundred and sixty two dollars back to Children Hair Cavalanta. Nice. Um, so if we do what we're supposed to do this year. We'll be over thirty thousand mark where we're giving back to kids with cancer. So that part uh, blesses others. So like I said, if you're not even a golfer and you just want to help kids out with cancer yeah. or help kids locally with a powerful life or plant a seat in the Newton High School basketball program, all the proceeds will go to that. So so looking forward to that day, praying for great weather, uh, and praying there'll be a day that we can raise a lot of funds to help out a lot of kids. You know, so to our golfers, please, I would love if you was there. If you're not a golfer, you have a business, or you just want to donate to something that's uh, that can bless others, please uh, reach out to me. My number is 678-953-2092. And like I said, that's in the Powerful Life 5th Annual Golf Fundraiser. It will be done at, at the Kaida Club in Arbor Springs. Very cool. 
Well, Derek, it's always a pleasure to talk about football with someone who knows so much about it, uh, especially in this area. And uh, well, looking forward to seeing you out there, too, in a couple games this year. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I'll be around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably talk again, too. All right. Well, thank you again, Derek. And uh, hope to see you all folks out there. And remember to check out uh, Empower for Life's golf tournament September 9th. Thanks again.